Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to the Old Time Radio Westerns. I'm your host, Andrew Rines, and let's get into this episode. This episode is going to be Hop Along Cassidy. Original air dates, February 19th, 1950. Title of this episode, Hoppy Takes a Chance. Hope you enjoy, and again, thanks for listening. It's Hop Along Cassidy. With action and suspense, out of the Old West comes the most famous hero of them all, Hop Along Cassidy, starring William Boyd. The Ring of the Silver Spurs heralds the most amazing man ever to ride the prairies of the early West, Hop Along Cassidy. This famous hero thrills his 60 million fans with action and dangerous adventure. In the role of Hop Along Cassidy is the popular star of the motion picture series, William Boyd. And appearing as that laughable old character, California, is Andy Clyde. Now to our story, Hoppy Takes a Chance. September at the Bar 20. Like all cattle ranchers, is a happy month for the line riders. The lonely cowboys whose duty it is to patrol the boundaries of the ranch and see to it that the outfit's stock stays on the reservation. It's a happy time because it marks the end of the season for them and the friendly atmosphere of the ranch house just around the corner. But Bob Cranston was different from the rest. There was a frown on his face as Hoppy rode up to him on the ridge south of the Bar 20 ranch house. Hi there, Waddy. How's it going? Can't complain, Hoppy. Good. I figure on sending you out of sunup tomorrow. Make a circuit of the ranch boundaries, run down the strays, and kick any of Salinger's cows back onto their own territory. Take you a week or so. Okay, boss. How do you like the new job? Fine, I reckon. Wondered if I might keep right at it on through the winter after cutting out from Brandon. You mean you want that winter job? Sure, why not? Bucking the snow drift, running down weak doggies in a blizzard. Ah, most of my boys jammer like a stuck pig when I hand them an assignment like that. Oh, I don't know. I, I ain't much of a hand around the ranch house. I'd like to be off by myself. I don't mind the cold. If you'd give me the job, I'd sure work at it, Hoppy. <laughs> well, brother, if you want it, you get it. Come on, Dobber, let's get back to headquarters. Hey, 
Hoppy. Sheriff, what are you doing here? Oh, just dropping by on a friendly call, Hoppy. You know Shelby Selinger here? Sure. Hello, Mr. Selinger. Have a chair. Thanks. How are you, Cassidy? Great. Just sent one of my line riders out to hustle your stock back on the reservation. Seems an awful lot of Circle C cows like Bar 20 grass better than their own. You save your rider a lot of work, Cassidy. I sold them off last week. I needed the money. I see. Yeah, Mr. Selinger got payment before delivery and shipped $12,000 out by stage day before yesterday, Hoppy. Yeah? Pay off a loan on his range. Yeah? It didn't get very far. What do you mean? About as far as the blind turn on the stage road. Road agent shot the driver outright. Wait a minute. Clem Yates was guard on that stage. Shot him down in cold blood. Clem? How could anybody... Yeah, that's the way we all feel, Hoppy. Folks in town are ready for a lynching. You got any leads? We know who it is. His name is Johnny McCarver. Is that so? Yeah. We talked to the only passenger on the stage, a girl named Van Richards. She described him for us. Who is this McIver? Young fella, about 25 or so. Just got out of prison. Came through this part of the country a few days ago looking for a job. We, um... Wondered if he came by here. I'll uh, keep on the lookout for him, Sheriff. The townspeople have put up a reward. Well, if he shot Clem Yates, that's all the encouragement I need. We can sure use your help, Bobby. You'll get it, Sheriff. Thanks. Bye. Bye. Goodbye. California. Huh? Uh, oh, hi, yeah, Hoppy. Uh, I was just frying up half a dozen eggs here to tide me over till dinner. Forget your stomach for one. Hoppy, eggs is brain. I don't need your brain. I need the seat of your pants and a saddle. Right now. What's up? I want you to ride down to Southridge and pick up Bob Cranston. You mean the new hand you put on yesterday? That's right. I want to find out why he calls himself Cranston when his real name is Johnny McIver. <laughs> back to Hop Along Cassidy and our story, Hoppy Takes a Chance. Two men have been murdered, one of them the beloved Clem Yates, when the mail stage out of Baker's Crossing was held up and robbed by a masked bandit. The sheriff and the townspeople are sure the robber is Johnny McIver, a young ex-convict. And while they scour the country for him, Hoppy is talking to him in the main room of the Bar 20 Ranch House. You've got to believe me, Hoppy. I had nothing to do with this. I didn't Take do... it easy, Bob. I'm not accusing you yet. How come you change your handle, Sonny? Seems to me we hired a hand named Bob Cranston. I told you, California. People just can't deal an ex-convict a straight hand. Well, I can understand that. You didn't need a new name around here. You take a man for what he is, not what he used to be. I wish they were all like you. Mr. Selinger didn't look at it that way. Selinger? Yeah, when I first got to town a few days ago, I hit him for a job. When was that? Mm, let me see. Uh, Wednesday afternoon. Hmm. 
And the stage was held up that night at 8. What did Sarge tell you? He told me to come back about 10 o'clock. Said he'd let me know then. So you went back, huh? Yeah, I started back from town about 7. Didn't see anyone until I got to that place where the... It fords a creek. You know, there's a, a grove of cottonwoods there. Yep, I know the place. There was a fire going and a couple of men boiling up some coffee. They said they were from Selinger's Ranch. What did they look like? Mm, one of them was heavy set. Wore a pair of side whiskers. That'd be Sam Wellman. Who? Selinger's Ranch foreman. What about the other one? Mm, he was red-headed, kind of short. Yeah, it's Red Conroy. What happened then? They told me Selinger wasn't back to the ranch yet. Asked me to have a cup of coffee with him. It was pretty chilly, and I figured a cup of coffee would taste good, so... So you accepted the invitation? Yeah. They said Mr. Selinger had passed right by there on his way back. Well, we sat around a while, then the redhead pulled out a pack of cards and suggested a game. Uh-oh. Them fellas are sure death at poker. Huh? Red and Sam are a couple of pretty slick poker players. How much did you lose? I didn't lose. I won $300. Huh? Sonny, you're wasting your time as a cowpoke. Anyone who can skin them coyotes that draw poker is... Wait a minute, California. You, uh, pretty good at poker, Bob? Oh, just fair. They played pretty stupid. I took $100 pop with a pair of tens. Huh? Playing again, Red Conroy and Sam Wellman? Oh, wait a minute. Maybe this makes sense. What did you do with the 300 Bob? I saved it. They told me a lot of places I could blow it in town, but I didn't... Oh, uh, they did, huh? Uh, now, what's that got to do with it, Hopkins? I'm not sure yet, but I got an idea. A coach was robbed at 8 o'clock. Where were you at that time, Bob? That was about 30 minutes before I met the two men. I I was at the trail quite a piece. Alone. No alibi. I guess not. About a half hour after the robbery, you run on to Red and Sam and win $300 from them at poker. They figure, of course, you'll roll into town and blow it sky high. When did Salinger finally show up? I don't know. Uh, about 10, I guess. And he turned you down? Yeah. They didn't want any truck with jailbirds. I see. Well, before we start out, I want you to know I'm going to give you every break I can. To tell them the truth, I'll stand up with you against the whole town. If you're not... I'm not worrying about that, Hoppy. Okay, let's get going. Where? The blind turn on the stage road where the coach was robbed. Maybe we can find a few tracks. Bob? Yeah? You can check your gun here at the ranch house. California and I'll take care of any shooting that has to be done. <laughs> Any luck, Hoppy? No, not a chance of finding any tracks on the road here. Someone came through here with a bunch of cattle after it happened. That was Selinger. That bunch of steers he just sold. Tell me something, California. Anything you want, Hoppy. My brain's at your service. Well, harness it up for a minute. You planned to hold up the mail coach here. Where would you hide out? <laughs> that's a cinch. Right behind the tree under. That's what I thought. Come on. Uh, hey, I sit over there behind the tree. <laughs> sure. So naturally, a smart bandit would hide up in those rocks above the turn. Up along, Cassidy, so help Don't me get out. insulted, California. You got a wonderful pair of feet. <laughs> Pretty hard to find any tracks in these granite rocks, Hoppy. Yeah, especially when the robber was careful not to make any. Getting pretty dark now, too. You got a match, Bob? No, I don't carry him. Oh. Well, no use looking around here in the dark. May as well ride over to that cottonwood grove of the creek. See if there's anything left of that campfire that you sat around. No dice, Huffy. There ain't a thing to show anyone's been here. Not a track, not a sign of a campfire. But I told you the truth, Hoppy. I was here. 
Someone's cleaned the place up. I know it. Huh? You mean you believe me? I think I believe you from the first, Bob. Now I got the proof. But, 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 but we ain't found a thing, Hoppy. Now how can you... That's just it. Not what we found, it's what we didn't find. What do you mean? One of our line riders uses this place regularly. Builds his fire right here in the clearing. The ashes would be here if someone didn't have a reason for cleaning them up. They knew Bob had come here with his story. They wanted to make a liar out of him. You mean uh, Sam and Red? Yeah. And back there at the blind turn, we didn't find any tracks on that granite. But I found something else. What was that? That's why I asked you for that match. I never saw a cigarette smoker yet who didn't carry matches. One of the robbers left this behind. Well, I'll be a cigarette butt. Yeah. Do you think it was Sam and Red? And someone else. The man who planned the job. I can't think of a single reason why a man to drive a herd of cattle six miles out of the way. Unless there were some embarrassing tracks he wanted to cover up. Lord almighty. Selinger. That's right. Selinger. Hoppy, <laughs> amigo, you come here to my fiesta saloon once in the blue moon. Sasha Farrella, she is on me. Ah, I'm afraid I haven't time for a drink, Mike. I got a lot of things on my mind right ah, now. Ah, you tell Mike the sicko, eh? Maybe I help, James Abbey. What do you know about selling here, Mike? Seems to me he was up against it for money for a while back. Why do you ask, Hoppy? Well, it's pretty important right now. There's a kid named Johnny McIver. That kid, he make one big mistake when he killed Glenn Yates. You think he did it? The whole town thinks so. His life, she's worth two centavos, maybe less. You know why, Mike? Because the kid has a prison record. See, si. He's uh, the second man who came to Baker's Crossing with a record, Mike. See, si. And he feels like you did when you got out. He wants to go straight as the people here to let him alone. You have kept our secret well these ten years, Arthur. But uh, why do you ask about Salinger? Because I think you know how bad he needs money. See, he, he, he tried to borrow 10000 from me two weeks ago. His rancho, the Circle C, she's in one bad fix. That's what I thought. He got his money, Mike. Huh? What do you mean? He figured by shipping that cattle money express and robbing the stage, he'd collect from Wells Fargo, too. Nice way to double your money. You got a young ex-convict handy to take the blame. Madre de Dios, you, you mean Salinger? Yeah, with Red Conroy and Sam Wellman to give him a hand. Hoppy, you, you can prove this? There was one passenger on the stage, a girl named Ann Richard. I think she knows more than she's telling. Oh, but the word of a young senorita against Salinger. No, she's no good, Hoppy. She's not enough. Mike. See? That's just why I came to see you. Before we continue with this exciting story, here is a word from your announcer.
now back to Hop Along Cassidy and Hoppy Takes a Chance. Hoppy is sure now that Shelby Salinger and his two henchmen engineered the robbery of the mail stage, carrying his own money, knowing that Johnny McIver, a young ex-convict, would be blamed. But it's quite another matter to prove it. That's why Hoppy has called on Ann Richards, the one passenger on the stage during the robbery and the only living witness. Please, Mr. Cassidy, that's all I know. It's just as I told the sheriff. I tell you, I want to know the truth, Miss Richards. I want to know exactly what happened on that stage from the minute the driver pulled up at that blind corner. But I've told you. You told me what someone's forcing you to say. Hoppy. Yeah? Fred Conroy, standing across the street. I just seen him through the window. I know. Huh? I made sure he saw me come here. Keep an eye on him. Sure, Hoppy. Oh, I sure wish I knew what was going on. You know what you're doing, Mr. Cassidy. Keep watching this house. He'll do anything. Kill me. Anything. Wait a minute, Miss Richards. I wonder if you know what you're doing. I tell you, he'll kill me. Do you understand that? He'll stop at nothing. Listen to me. You're the only witness to that robbery. Because you said so, they're out looking for one man instead of three. Because you said so, they'll hang Johnny McIver. Because he happens to have a prison record and no alibi. I can't help it. I can't. If you want it in plain English, Miss Richards, you're yellow. You're willing to let an innocent man hang to save your own skin. But it's too late to do anything now. The people are ready to lynch him. I can't stop them. What can I do now? You can tell me really what happened out there at that blind corner. You're right, Mr. Cassidy. I guess I am a coward. I don't know. When they came here and threatened me. Who? Conroy and Wellman. They said they'd kill me if I didn't tell the story the way they wanted it. Well, let's have it now. There wasn't just one man, Mr. Cassidy. There were two. Conroy and Wellman. I think so. I couldn't identify them out there on the road. They wore masks. And one kept calling the other, McIver. I see. I was inside the coach when they forced Clem Yates to get down. He was right next to the window. I heard him say, McIver? You're not McIver. Then what? That's when the shot came. Hey, he's coming across the street. There he is now. Get behind the door when I open it. You know what to do. Stay right here, Miss Richard. Oh. Ready? Let her rip. Hello, Cassidy. Conroy, what can I do for you? I can talk better inside. Especially with a gun in my hand. You think that's going to get you anywhere, Red? Put your hands up, Cassidy. That's better. You know, you've got a bad habit. Messing around in things that ain't your business. And I'm going to break you with that right now. Before you get your nose caught in somebody's keyhole. Keep those hands up, Cassidy. Did you hear what I... Nice work, California. Hit him too hard. My gun butt will never be the same. Mr. Cassidy. You see, Miss Richards, these tough guys aren't so bad when you use the right kind of diplomacy. Get some rope out back, California. We're going to trust this turkey up so that he won't come undone till roasting time. Right, Ruffy. Why are you going through his pocket? Ah, here we are. A letter? Yeah. And it ought to be just what the doctor ordered. You see, Miss Richards, we can hook Red and Sam on your testimony. There's no way we can touch Salinger. That is, unless either Red or Sam decide to talk. They'll never do that. You don't know them, Mr. Cassidy. And, Miss Richards, you don't know Mike DeSico. So, she's changed the story, Hot. Yeah. Boy, bueno. Ah, uh, but not good enough. I want Salinger, too. And if she tells her story now, we'll lose any chance of getting him. Wait. Huh? Don't turn around. The sheriff just came in. Quick, take this. Okay. A letter Red Conroy wrote to a girl in Council City. Ah, bueno. Morning, Hoppy. 
Oh, howdy, Sheriff. Anything new? Been keeping mighty busy, Hoppy. Me too. Got no business hanging around the fiesta here. Better get on back to the ranch. Just a minute, Hoppy. Huh? Don't run off. But you might like to know Johnny McIver was spotted by a posseman an hour ago, riding line on the bar 20. Which means what? Which means you're under arrest, concealing and giving shelter to a public enemy. Sorry, Hoppy, but you're going to jail. What can I do for you, gents? Uh, howdy. Uh, I'm California Carson. This here is Mike DeSico. Uh, I'd like to see uh, Hopalong Cassidy, if you don't mind. Well, I don't know. Sheriff said no wants to see him. What, Jeff? Hey. Uh, that means why not in Mexico. Already told you. Sheriff said no wants to see him. Well, nothing to do but wait until the sheriff gets back in. I can show. Uh, mind if we sit down? Free country, here, public property. Sit anywhere you please. Gracias. Hey. Uh, that means uh, thanks in Mexico. There, you sit in the chair there, and Mike and I'll sit in this here packing box. Excuse me a minute, gents. I just want to check up on the prisoner. Mike, did you get a look at them selkies hanging from his belt? Did Can you get them? <laughs> Can I get them? At the age of six, I was the second best pickpocket in Mexico City. Who was the bear? My papa. We'll get him when he sits down. You pull the chair and grab his gun, no? Here we come. Stone walls are not a prison, mate, the fellow says. Ain't never seen the baker's cross in jail, I reckon. <laughs> Poor old Hoppy. Uh, wonder if he's had his dinner. Oh, don't worry, Sheriff. We'll bring him something when he gets back. Hey, uh, fellas, take cards. Thought hmm. we might have a little game while we're waiting. Uh, got a deck uh, right here someplace and draw the stash. Oh, yes, 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 there we are. Ah, maybe a little, um, penny ante, no? Ten to percent I always play. Now, uh, suffering snakes, sir. You hurt yourself? Let me help you. Uh, chair went right out from under me. Don't know what happened. Here, here, I'll give you a hand. Uh, foot slipped under the desk, caught on something down there. What's in tarnation? What's the matter here? You, oh, you're stuck. Got my foot jammed in the spit too. Trapped, trapped like a rat. I am. No dice, no dice. Oh, let me get a new holt here. That won't work neither. Only making my leg longer. <laughs> Gotta move the desk. Yes, so. There she goes. Come, son, get off of that foot, you crazy spittoon. Get off of it. Hey. Well, ain't had a world like that since I stepped in the bar trap one winter in Montana. Let's get the desk back on her feet. And... Hey. Huh? Uh, what's the matter? Where's the other fella? Huh? Uh, oh, uh, you mean Mike. Well, gone. Looks like he went. Trying to pull the wool over my eyes, eh? He's back there at Cassidy Cell. That's where he is. I'll show that fella rules of rules. Yeah, by golly, you show him. What do you see? Look at that. Door's open. Tag busted. He took my keys. Well, take a look inside. Maybe Hoppy's hiding under the bed or something. I can't sound it. I can see, can I? She's as empty as the day she was made. Hey! Wait a minute! Open the door! Get me out of here! Get me out! Hoppy! Get me out of here! Right. You got him? Sure, I got him. Come on, let's get going. Yeah, we haven't much time. Wait a minute, you farmer. So help me. <laughs> Adios, amigo. Adios. What does that mean? 
That's goodbye in Mexico. Let's show you my pair now. We'll show you what justice is, Sheriff. Quiet, quiet, everyone. It's my duty to see justice is done. That's why I've come out here to the bar 20 after Johnny McIver. If he's found guilty by a jury after he's had a fair trial, he'll get the full punishment under the law. And not until... We'll give you five minutes to turn him over, Sheriff. Yes, just five minutes. Mighty rough out there, Stellinger. Don't think we can hold out much longer. He hasn't got a chance. He don't deserve a chance. The law says he gets a fair trial, Sam. That mob ain't gonna take him without a fight. Twelve men against that mob out there? You're out of your mind, Sheriff. You got any ideas, Stellinger? Yeah. You went out on the porch there and grabbed their attention. The kid and I might be able to get away from the rear. Say, that might work, Sheriff. If we could get him back to the jailhouse, we might be able to hold him off. And if the mob spotted you? Well, that's the chance we have to take. Back to Hopalong Cassidy. I don't know about that, Sullinger. If you take Johnny McIver out the back way and make a run for it... Now don't you see? It's the only chance. And then you got won't stand up against that mob for two minutes. Well, I guess we'll have to try it. But an awful lot depends on you. You just leave it to me, Sheriff, and things will turn out just fine. I'll bring the kid in. Come here, McIver. I want to... Cassidy! Hello, Sheriff. What are you doing here? Oh, I got kind of bored down at the jail. Hello, Stellinger. And Sam Wellman. Welcome to Bar 20. You're just in time for the payoff. What are you talking about, Cassidy? This. Where? Well, what's that? A little billy do from your pal Red Conroy. Starts out, the following is my true and complete confession on the holdup and murder at the blind turn at 8 o'clock on the night of September 12th. Let me see that. Not so fast, Salinger. Want to take a look at it, Sheriff? Yeah. It's a trick. Shut up, Salinger. Sure. It's Red Conroy's handwriting, all right. I gotta tell it a mile away. What'd you do with him, Cassidy? He's, uh, taking it easy in town. And while I stood guard at the bend, Sam Wellman walked up to Clem Yates. It's a lie! Conroy killed you! Shut up, Sam! That double-crosser ain't gonna frame me, and you ain't either, Salinger. I never pulled a trigger! Sam! Get away from him, Salinger! Salinger shot the driver, Sheriff! It's the truth, or else I was keeping watch! And it was Red who walked up to Clem Yates, huh? Yeah, yeah! Stay where you are, Salinger! Keep your hands up. I'll get you for this, Wellman, so help me on. You ain't getting anyone now, Salinger. You're going to turn around while I march the two of you out on the porch and read this confession to the crowd. Come on, now. Get going. Did it work, Hoppy? Yeah. Going out on the porch. It was a mite too close for me, Hoppy. <laughs> too, California. How about me? 
You got a clean slate now, Bob. From here on in, it's up to you. And you can thank Mike here for small favors. Oh, it was nothing, amigo. As they say in Mexico, la cuerda se rompe por lo más delgado. The rope she break at the weakest point. Is verdad, no? <laughs> yeah. And we all have another secret to keep. Eh, Mike? Huh? What's that, Hoppy? That confession of Red Conroy's. Or maybe you didn't know that Mike DeSico, in his heyday, was the best forger west of the Mississippi. <laughs> <laughs> It's mighty peaceful at the Bar 20 now that this Johnny McIver affair is over, but somehow things never stay that way for very long. Hoppy in California will be riding into more dangerous adventure real soon. Hop Along Cassidy, starring William Boyd, is transcribed and produced in the West by Walter White, Jr. Hoppy Takes a Chance was written by Harold Swanson. All stories are based upon the characters created by Clarence E. Mulford. This is a Commodore production. This has been a presentation of otrwesterns.com, and we hope you enjoyed. Please take some time to like and rate our shows in your favorite podcast application. Follow us on Facebook by going to otrwesterns.com slash Facebook. Join in the conversation by going to otrwesterns.com slash Discord. And don't forget to send us an email, podcast at otrwesterns.com. This episode is copyright under the attribution, not commercial, share like copyright. For more information, go to otrwesterns.com slash copyright. Have a great day, and again, thanks for listening.